Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Benjamin Netanyahu out as Prime Minister of Israel. Naftali Bennett is in. The praise for Netanyahu continues. As you complete your successful tenure as the Prime Minister of the State of Israel, I convey my profound gratitude for your leadership and personal attention to India-Israel strategic partnership. That from Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India. President Biden already sending out to Bennett. Congratulations. There is no stronger friend uh, to Israel than the United States. But how does Iran look at this? The terrorist organizations that they fund, Hamas and Hezbollah. How does Russia look at this, or China for that matter? Other nations, those who have engaged with Israel regarding the Abraham Accords. How do they look at this move that takes Netanyahu out of power after 12 years And is there really a unity government? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter uh, at Tony Katz. Aviv Ezra joins us right now. He is the Council General uh, uh, from Israel to the Midwest. And you take a look at this, uh, sir. I'm in many ways the outsider looking in. Uh, First, can you give us a description of who Naftali? Bennett uh, is the, the the prime minister and what Americans or maybe the world can expect from from this coalition that he formed this government he formed yeah thank you again thank you for having me on your show this is I think uh, really truly uh, in a sense an historical day because we in Israel don't have term limits as you know and we did have Netanyahu as a prime minister for 12 years uh, Naftali Bennett has been is re, 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 I would say uh, relatively speaking, is relatively new in the system, only about 10 years. He uh, has a, a deep experience in the private sector, and he uh, have deep experience, of course, as a minister in different uh, uh, governments in the past uh, 10 years, including, but not limited to, Minister of Defense, Minister of Education. So he's been around for, for uh, I would say, uh, enough years to have the experience. But what we see today is a really a coalition that we did not have in the past and very unprecedented in many manners. Uh, one of which, for example, is that Nafali Benes is leading a, uh, a coalition with a party that has a very uh, limited amount of seat. Usually the prime minister would represent the largest party in the Knesset. Uh, in this case, for example, Netanyahu has 30 seats. Uh, Naftali Bennett has uh, only six or seven seats. It depends because there's one that is not voting with him. Uh, and that is because of the const- unique constellation of this coalition uh, framework, which uh, which has very which has a few very interesting, unprecedented uh, uh, factors to it that I can elaborate if you like. So this idea that we're being presented with of a unity government, you bring up the fact that the that uh, Naftali Bennett's party, which they refer to as a far right party, different than how we in the United States might think of far right, only has uh, five voting uh, seats, even though uh, the Likud party led by Benjamin Netanyahu has uh, 30 seats. So that is rare that somebody with those few seats in a, in a Knesset of 120 would be able to be prime minister. But I think the question that America 
Americans have is we're told a unity government, but the vote in the Knesset was 60 to 59. Exactly how fragile or how strong is this coalition that puts Naftali Bennett as prime minister? Look, as you mentioned, this is uh, truly a spectrum of parties that are sitting under this coalition. A very, very, uh, I would say, a large spectrum ranging from very right-wing parties to all the way to not only a very kind of a left-wing parties, but including the Arab and an Arab, uh, Israeli Arab party that is part of the coalition, again, in an unprecedented manner. So you have uh, a situation where uh, uh, Yamina, which is the right-wing party of Bennett, but also Gidon Saar, which is exactly the same in terms of ideological right-wing elements, and you have on the other side Labour, and then you have the Islamic party, <laughs> which is also part of the coalition. So in a sense, you're right that this uh, coalition is uh, it could be fragile, but on the other hand, it seems to uh, to me that it's very strong in terms of uh, the, the the need and the urgency to to move forward and to work together. And it seems that uh, they're they're starting very strong, and it has also a lot of foreign policy implications. Talking to Aviv Ezra, Council General uh, of Israel uh, to the the, the Midwest. Um, the idea of unity government it's only 60 votes it's it's a, it's a win by by one vote in this for the israeli people was the removal of benjamin netanyahu something that was necessary or was it rather something that they were told would bring about a better result and if so what is that I think the fatigue at the public opinion was actually from the ongoing relentless cycles of elections. As you know, we went through four elections in two years, which is, again, unprecedented. And uh, everyone wanted to prevent ourselves from going to another cycle, which would have been the fifth. Uh, In that capacity, I think all of the parties that are part of this coalition don't have an interest to go to another cycle, a fifth cycle, because of the fact that it's a fifth cycle in two years, very short period of time, but also because of the fact that uh, it's not very clear whether they will uh, receive the same results of uh, the previous election. So I think uh, the government, in a sense, will be uh, stable and will move forward, and we have a new foreign minister. We have a new, uh, uh, on top of the new prime minister, we have a new foreign minister, and uh, the, the defense minister is the same defense minister, Benny Gantz. Uh, and I think the messages across the world is that we have a, a new government which is stable and is moving forward. Now let's talk about what to expect. At any time that there's a change in leadership, there is a danger. Other nations want to test and want uh, to to press. We are used to, from a Netanyahu-led Israel, a nation that is prepared for strength in response, and certainly we saw that as uh, Hamas was engaging in rocket attacks, not only what Iron Dome has done, but the responses uh, that we saw. Uh, you have in, in Naftali Bennett, somebody who's served as a defense minister. I, I don't necessarily, in my view, regard him as weak, although he has part he has put together a coalition that certainly would not see things with the same level of response tactic that maybe I would use. Uh, is Israel right now in a more threatened position because of this changeover, because it's just a changeover, or because of who is involved in the changeover? Well, I think the first 
strength that we could uh, project to the world and to our neighbors here is that Israel is a strong democracy. We have a transfer, a peaceful transfer of power. This is not something that you can say, uh, definitely not uh, something that you could see around our neck of the woods, but also in other places. And it implies that Israel's democracy is strong, is vibrant, and is happening in, in a manner that it should happen. Second, in terms of uh, Israel's capabilities to defend itself by itself, and in terms of the foreign policy topics that are on, on the agenda, I think this uh, government, the incoming government, the new government, is uh, making sure that our adversaries uh, know that uh, on top of our capabilities as the IDF and other capabilities that we have, the government itself is very focused, crystal focused on the on the threats that are around uh, we are our, our allies. The United States of America is one of our first phone calls that our Prime Minister had with uh, uh, President Biden. And our Foreign Minister has spoken uh, with uh, Secretary of State Blinken, and uh, and more more of that. I mean, uh, it's very clear that the message from the Foreign Minister about the JCPOA that this is a bad deal and we still oppose it is very clear, and that we want to prevent Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon, and we'll do whatever needs to be done to do that. And, of course, that we are continuing to work to strengthen our peace with the Gulf states, with Egypt and with Jordan, and we will work to sign additional agreements with more countries in the region beyond it. It's a process. It will take time. Uh, and last but not least, uh, the fact that we have the right to defend ourselves, including against Hamas, they need to know that we won't hesitate to respond with force to any rocket or terror attack. And, 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 and this is what this government uh, relates to our enemies. Now, one of the things that you discuss is, as you discuss relations, sir, uh, one must question the Abraham Accords because yes. you take these nations that are working to normalize relations with Israel without having to have the quote-unquote Palestinian question answered, and you wonder, or maybe it's just me who wonders, were they signing a, an agreement with Israel or were they signing an agreement with Netanyahu's Israel? Are the those nations, uh, Bahrain, and others that have uh, engaged in the Abraham Accords, are these deals now threatened with this new leadership? No, no, not at all. I think the peace accord is pretty clear that it's signed. Yes, you're right. It was signed in a trilateral manner with President Trump, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, at, at the table. But the, the, the peace accord has been signed between countries and not between leaders. And part of our work will, of course, be to strengthen our presence in the region. And great things have happened in the past year. You're right. But we need to continue the development that started with the Abraham Accord to work to strengthen the peace with other Gulf states. So I don't think Bahrain, you in any way, shape, or form is the peace accord with is shaky. On the contrary, the reason they signed this peace accord is not because of a certain leader or, 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 or a different leader, but because of the fact that they're very concerned about Iran as a very negative player that is threatening them, and because of the economic cooperation between Israel, the UAE, and Bahrain that has been proved already uh, very significant in uh, direct investment from both sides, in tourism from both sides, in aviation connections. Uh, so, so the interests are much, much higher than one uh, specific leader in a democracy or not. And, and as I said, you know, in, the, in democracy, you're going to have different leaders. So it has to uh, be able to, to, to cross the Rubicon of uh, working with other leaders. Before I let you go, sir, Aviv Azra, Council General uh, to the Midwest uh, from Israel, I 
depending on who you talk to, right, there'll be people who hated Netanyahu and and the impediment to peace. I'm not one of of those people. Uh, But there will be the others who will say that without Netanyahu, Israel is not safe and secure. Maybe you're in a bad position, or I'm putting you in a bad position because of the position that you hold, uh, but the question gets asked anyway, and I'll take the answer that, that you give me. Is there a feeling that Israel is in a worse-off safety position with this new leadership as opposed to the idea of new leadership in general? Well, uh, you know, as a government employee, <laughs> right. I'll not be able to give any, and I would, I should not, and I would not, and uh, I don't need to give any grades to any uh, government in Israel. As, uh, uh, but to say that this is uh, the product of the democratically, it's a democratically elected government, the product of the process of democracy in Israel, and I can tell you more than that, any uh, government that will be uh, established in Israel will reflect the sum of all capabilities of Israel to defend itself by itself. It could be the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, it could be other mechanisms that we have. And we have the Joint Chief of Staff, we have the head of, uh, of many other uh, organizations of such, you know, security services. And we have the resilience of the state of Israel and the people of Israel. So at the end of the day, the leadership that will emerge, whether it's Netanyahu, whether it's Bennett, whether it's Gantz, or whether it's Lapid, at the end of the day, I think will reflect those capabilities of the country. And I think that, uh, you know, you're looking at a very unique structure that here in America you're not used to. You're looking at a coalition government. In America, you would look at somebody like Pat Buchanan and Elizabeth Warren sitting in the same coalition. <laughs> but in Israel, it's, 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 it's working in a sense, and we're hoping that it will work for, uh, for a good period of time. Things you'll never find together, Elizabeth Warren. And Pat Buchanan. But I love the reach, sir. That was excellent. I, I knew it was done on you this way and on your Co- listeners. Council General of Israel to the Midwest, sir, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.